0: oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy Oh boy! <laughs> everyone welcome back to an exciting episode Woo-hoo! of big drunk lists from beautiful chicago illinois of course i am greg voss and with me is
1: ryan fowkes from the beautiful bloomington illinois
0: and i have to say it is actually beautiful i was down there last weekend uh we did some extreme social distancing but there was enough of a porch where we could maintain it, and it was a, a nice little area to sit down, watch some fireworks as we uh, celebrated the 4th of July. It
1: was a good time. You know, I uh, I was a little worried that 4th of July wasn't going to be um, how it has been in the past with uh, all the COVID and the social distancing, but um, I'm glad to see that we were able to be responsible because uh, we did. We took our social distancing very seriously. Um, but we were still able to spend some time together because it's been a long time since we've been in person. I mean, at least since before mm-hmm. the podcast started. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was fun. Yeah. We got to grill up some burgers, have some drinks, see some fireworks. It was a very, very good time.
0: We had zero burgers, um, but we did have fifty-five brats. You're right, four people.
1: <laughs> there were no burgers. You're right, but we did have fifty-five fucking brats. Thanks, Ashley, for thinking <laughs> we needed so many brats for Fourth of July.
0: But, I mean, if there's going to be one day where we have too many sausages, the 4th of July with the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. uh, Joey the Jaws Chestnut got 75, I believe, hot dogs down his gullet. So, I think it was a perfect time to have that. (laughs) Uh, So, today we have a very uh, exciting episode or interesting one. It was uh, duos, the best buds, Um, things that pair well together, but people uh basically who are the diet cokes and mentoses or i guess that wouldn't be very get along
1: <laughs> uh that doesn't mean it's not a good pair it's just not a very uh good, positive <laughs> pair
0: <laughs> who are who are the clownfish and anemones symbiotic relationships yeah it was a little bit difficult to uh to research this just because whenever like we uh search something you know it gives you like a certain list but to search two things at once and how they uh, kind of coincide/slash collide, it, it becomes a lot uh, a lot harder. Um, but this one, I say, uh, let's kick kick it off with a drink. Everyone, take a hearty All right. sip. As we move on to our very first one, Ryan, what's your number ten?
1: Sure, Greg. Uh, my number ten: um, Andre Benjamin and Antoine Patton. Uh, who you may know better as Andre 3000 and big boy who you may know further better as outcast outcast is one of the best hip-hop duos easily of the 90s and early 2000s you may recognize songs like hey yeah uh, miss jackson the way you move these were all great popular songs by outcast Um, that a lot of people don't know is really a hip-hop duo. Um, They were kind of very different styles. In fact, their second big album, the one that has Hey Ya, uh, The Way You Move on it, um, was not even an album that they produced together. Well, they produced it together, but they didn't perform together. It was two albums that they produced separately that they compiled and sold as a single album under the name Outkast. So that's kind of cool because their styles were so kind of different. Um, and they knew that, that after their first album, which had Miss Jackson on it and some other popular songs, um, they kind of wanted to do their own thing, but wanted to do it together at the same time. So they released an album, um, that had kind of their own independent music on a single album. They released it as one thing. So that
0: makes sense because, uh, outcast, um, their song, Heya is just Andre 3000 playing like every role. So it It makes sense that he just released (laughs) it himself. I, I just thought it was just Andre 3000. (laughs) <laughs> now, before we move on, I did want to bring up something that we totally forgot. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I can't believe we forgot this. Um, <sighs> let me tell you, I was so excited to do something. Um, I want to say new because it's new from a podcast perspective because I haven't drank this since we've been on the podcast, but not new for me. And so I wanted to make an old fashioned. And my favorite mm. old fashions are made with Maker Maker's Mark bourbon. Um, unfortunately, because I placed my order through hy today for some groceries and booze, um, they didn't have the bitters that I wanted. Um, so I'm just drinking maker's mark out of the glass, which is also a delicious bourbon always, but I, I that's my go-to old fashioned drink. In fact, I was going to tell a story and I'll tell it anyway, um, about what's so great about old fashioned is originally old fashions were referred to just as whiskey cocktails. Um, But then as the drink started to evolve and people started to add more things to them, different kinds of fruits and other kind of mixers to try to change it, um, people would order what they called as the old-fashioned whiskey cocktail. They wanted it the way that it was originally, which is how it got its name today as the old-fashioned is people liked the way it was made originally.
0: That's really cool. Fun little fact. How about you, Greg? What are you drinking? This is my first time delving away from the world of liquor i guess i did do a, a gin drink once um decided to do a short fuse brewery um it's a semi-local brewery it's in Schiller park uh so not chicago proper but it's just outside um and they have some great great beers uh and the one i'm drinking is called middle of everywhere hmm. it's a modern ipa really good um very very happy um I'm a little iffy on hops, but this is a really good one. I really like it. I like pretty much all of the beers they make. They had a a plum one that was stupid good that I had. I, um and I kind of like it because they also don't do sours, and unfortunately, there's a big sour trend going on. And I think uh, sours sours are an insult to beer. It's <laughs> it's like calling LaCroix a soda. Like, oh yeah that's basically what it like a sour is it's just a really bitter alcoholic juice like i don't i sour alcoholic juice i do not like sours um so short fuse has been a boon in this dark time i digress um simon pegg and nick frost so simon pegg and nick frost are two uh british guys who are Hilarious actors, but they're really well-known for uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Uh, Basically, in real life, they are best buds. They were best buds before any of this came along. And they wound up making these uh, movies. They've appeared alongside each other in many films. And I went across the internet, and the counts all differed. And it was so weird. I saw one that said they were in six films together. Uh, I saw one that had a list of all their films and then I did some uh, further checking and cross-referenced it and they, they, there was not an overlap. So they said they were both in Ice Age Continental Drift. And I looked it up and uh, Nick Frost was in Ice Age Continental Drift but Simon Pegg was in two other ones. <laughs> uh, so this is a list that um, I, my cross-referencing... Uh, said they were both in together. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Grindhouse, never saw that one. Paul, that was a a fun little alien adventure. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I remember Paul.
0: Yeah, uh, The Adventures of Tintin, The World's End, and The Box Troll. So the last time they've been in something was 2014. However, recently they did a nice little PSA uh, about the COVID-19 virus where they reenacted a scene from Shaun of the Dead. And it was the scene where they talk about going to the Winchester, having a pint and letting it all blow over. And uh, they go over it and they address a joke that some people took as homophobic, but wasn't meant to be um, in the original film. And they also just kind of, kind of made a joke on how you don't go to the pub to let it blow over. You want to avoid the pub because that's where you... Uh, potentially get COVID. So that uh, <laughs> that was a really fun. Uh, it was a fun little thing that I watched, and uh, yeah, they're they're great friends in real life, and they're almost always best of friends in their films. They've always known each other for forever. Whenever they're in the films together, everyone take a drink, please.
1: Please, not please. You yeah, you have take, to
0: take a fucking drink. You can still what? be polite.
1: By accessing BigDrunkList.com, our Spotify page, our Apple Music page, our Google Podcast page, or many of the other streaming platforms we're available on, you agree to the following conditions. You will drink when prompted to. You will follow us on Twitter at the conclusion of this episode. You've agreed to all these, or we will sue you in a court of law. Legally. (laughs) Um. And there's nothing you can do about it. All right. (laughs) My Uh, number nine.
0: (laughs) Actually, uh, I did want to address this, though. Um, You were saying the other ones. CastBox is responsible for 3% of our listens. Never even heard of it, but it's responsible for 3%.
1: Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you, (laughs) listeners of these odd platforms that we're we're available on.
0: (laughs) All right. Now that everyone's properly thirstified... (laughs) Ryan.
1: My number nine, Drake and Josh. If you've not seen this show, you didn't have the same childhood that I had.
0: Um, or I'm a little older.
1: Was Drake and Josh
0: a little young for you? Yes. Um. And what's really funny is my number nine is my generation's Drake and Josh. So huh. I'll, uh, I'll leave that there and let you go into yours.
1: Really interesting because this was like, uh, I mean, it was early 2000s. Um, I would say, and I don't know the exact years that it was, but I was probably preteen to early teen years when this show aired because it was only four seasons long. Uh, But Drake and Josh was just a classic 90s sitcom. It starred two brothers um step brothers and they couldn't have been more different so you had one drake who was like uh um the super cool like rock star all the chicks thought this guy was super hot you know even though he was like 14 or 15 he was super hot you know um and then you had josh who was like the ryan of the show who was like chubby and lame um but really smart um and the girls didn't like him very much uh, but I think he gets a girlfriend at one point so that was a big win for nerds everywhere
0: um <laughs> when you said Ryan I just thought of uh, BJ Novak from the office oh <laughs> and I was like I was like oh, I don't I wouldn't compare them at all
1: <laughs> no well thanks yeah no we can't all be the cool Ryan from, <laughs> from the office
0: just as hot as Jan but in a different but in a way. different
1: way. <laughs> But anyway, um, <laughs> Drake and Josh was also recently added to Hulu. So, Greg, even though it was a little bit uh, young for you, if you haven't seen it or haven't seen some of it, now might be a good time to go back and watch some of it.
0: I mean, I remember the shithead sister. Like, I, I think my younger brother might have watched it. Uh, you're you're oh, yeah. his age.
1: Miranda Cosgrove. She was a bitch on that show.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't really watch it too much. I mean, it aired between 2004 and 2007. Just looked it up. Oh, okay and i was a freshman to junior in high school and that's when you uh kind of have to delve away from those nerdy kid shows just because you know if you talk about it yeah it's just it's just not cool like i mean i'm not saying it that it wasn't cool it's just you know how high schoolers are you got to be cool even though i was totally not cool so i could have done whatever the fuck i wanted it wouldn't have mattered anyway Anyway, <laughs> my Drake and Josh, Keenan and Kel. Oh, my
1: God. I wasn't sure where you're going to go with this. Keenan and Kel, so good.
0: I mean, they kind of started out in, on all that. Then they had Keenan and Kel, which was a show. that's 65 episodes and a made-for-TV film. They made Good Burger together.
1: Good Burger. Uh, oh, my God.
0: I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Cause we're, Cause all we're dudes, all dudes, hey! <laughs> it was such a great, great film. I absolutely just love it. Uh, my brother and I quote it all the time. Absolutely uh, phenomenal together. I can't remember who else was in that movie. There was one other person who I, I really wanted to bring up. Uh, Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad was in it as the teacher. Um, unfortunately, uh, Kel just, Kel Mitchell just kind of disappeared. Um, but Keenan Thompson kind of like floated around in obscurity for a bit. He was in like fat Albert and things like that. And then he is now a regular on SNL and he's, he's great in that. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, in fact, uh, eventually Jimmy Fallon on the tonight show, uh, had a good burger reunion with both Keenan and Kel, uh, which was interesting because there was rumors that Kel had died. I remember that. I it do was,
1: remember that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, they both said that they'd be interested in a sequel or a reboot. It was so oh. funny um, for Good Burger. But uh, one thing I always remember about Keenan and Cal uh, at the end of the show. So actually, interesting thing. I, I looked up. It takes place in Chicago. So I didn't notice that at a kid. Though we did talk about how in another episode. There was quite a bit of things being filmed and taking place Mm -hmm. around Chicago in the 90s. It was kind of like that was the it was a good way to get the cities on the east and west coast feel. But you still got the Midwest feel with the suburbs. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, so good. I mean, they were the best parts of like all that. Um, I don't remember what happened with all that. Uh, I remember they had Amanda Bynes, and then uh, she got her own show. And I, I want to say Drake and Josh were on that originally? They
1: were. Well, they were on Amanda's show that spun yeah, off what from, it was, Amanda's kind of show. from all that. And, yeah, the Amanda show is what led to them being popular and kind of having their own show. So yeah. while these two are not the same, it's kind of cool how they play directly into each other like that.
0: There was basically a spin off with one of the characters, and then that's how they came about. Uh-huh. So I, I grew up with – I mean – We, we weren't that far apart, but like by being a little bit older, I wound up seeing them versus the secondary show had that spinoff. So that was kind Mm -hmm. of funny.
1: Very funny. Yeah. Love it.
0: Everyone, please take a drink as we move on to Ryan's number eight.
1: Uh, Greg, I'm going to be surprised if this one did not make it onto your list stewie griffin and brian griffin from family guy hmm.
0: yeah i'm good thanks
1: well <laughs> while uh while they are Excellent just supporting characters on the show their friendship is one of my favorite parts about that show so um i'm sure everybody listening is familiar with family guy um because if you're not uh how did you even find our podcast where the fuck have you been Um, But Brian is the family dog and Stewie is the baby that nobody except for Brian realizes can talk, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, they have several episodes that are focused just on them um, where they're traveling across the country. Um, There are musical numbers right (laughs) off on the road to Rhode Island. Um, There are times when they're traveling through space and time together. Um, but you know their story arc their friendship is kind of just a side thing that comes to light sometimes but um, they play off each other so well Um, and I just love when these two have their own episodes and there's been many of them over the years I mean there's probably what comes to mind at least 10 and it might even be more than that to be honest Um, episodes that have been solely focused on just the two of them but um, anytime that it's going to be a Brian and Stewie episode, it's a, it's, it's a great episode. Now
0: that you mention it, do I not, I don't think I have any cartoon characters on my list and I'm a little upset of myself for that. Uh, Brian and Stewie are so great together. I probably wouldn't have put them on my list strictly because eventually I kind of got sick of family guy. I thought the quality dropped tremendously after season three, like I got canceled, got brought back and I. I guess that's why they weren't on my list. That's okay. I'm not
1: mad. Um, if you don't want to watch any of the later episodes, only watch the ones that are Brian and Stewie episodes because they're great.
0: Very they, great. They did play off each other uh, really well, especially in the beginning because um, Stewie originally was so much better because he was like uh, an evil genius and a villain. And brian was kind of like an alcoholic and like cynical so this played off each other well i really like them my number eight tim and eric Mm-hmm. yep tim and eric are kind of some of them who have mastered the art of i don't know the best way to describe it ryan do you know how to describe their type of humor
1: Um, (laughs) I would say, yeah, absurd over the top. Uh, no lines, ridiculous humor. Um, but some of the best kind of humor.
0: I I absolutely love them. I've seen them live twice. Um, they've had five TV shows together. Um, Tim and Eric Awesome show great job. It's kind of their biggest one. Um, they would get massively famous people. Uh, even their movie had many famous people. Um, Pretty much all of them were comedians. Like Bob Odenkirk was a regular. John C. Riley was a regular. But then they got people like Rain Wilson, um, Will Farrell, Zach Alfinakis, so I think that was pre fame. Uh then he came back after he got bigger. Um, Weird Al Yankovic and uh what, one of my favorites was uh Josh Groben. And they had really stupid oh. songs. And they had Josh <laughs> Groben Sam. Uh they wrote a book called tim and eric zone theory seven easy steps seven easy steps to achieve a perfect life i i saw pictures of it and i didn't realize it was a real book i thought it was just a poster when i saw it so i ordered the book i haven't read it yet Uh, but they're really funny but the current their current show is called beef house and it is kind of a spoof of all those old 90s shows where it's like regular people living in a house too many people in one house and they're like silly but like things build up to a point of just pure absurdity like how do you get rid of a beaver dress a man in a beaver suit and hope that the beaver tries to mate with him like it it starts normal where (laughs) it's just like oh we have a rodent problem we just have a beaver and then it like it goes off and there's so many, there's only like a few episodes, but there's so many times where it just like, it ramps up and it's absolutely hilarious. I, I am a big fan of them and I really like their new show. Well, as we all take a drink and probably Ryan, maybe, uh, delves in the underworld's arugula, uh, just cause he's a hippie like that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, let's all, uh, <laughs> drink, for ryan's number seven
1: i've said it before i'll say it again this is big drunk list not big high list because big high lists would be a terrible terrible show
0: i would laugh way too much at shit that's not funny because when i'm high i make way worse jokes and i laugh way too hard at them so we fill yeah. up the hour
1: yeah no it would be a terrible <laughs> okay my number seven is another cartoon actually so i'm glad you said you didn't have any cartoons and this is the only other one on my list Fry and Bender from Futurama.
0: Oh, they um, were one of the last ones to get bumped off my list. They're great. This is
1: another one where I just absolutely love their friendship because you would never put them together. Um, <laughs> I, I even remember, um, so they live together on the show. Uh, they have an apartment together, um, which is more like a small closet, actually, is because robots don't need a whole lot of room to sleep and move around. Um, and you find out later in the series um, that what Bender calls, Oh yeah, I have a closet is actually like a full fucking size apartment. Like it's you find massive. out much <laughs> later. It's massive, like a big window and a bedroom and a kitchen and all this shit too. But um <laughs> they couldn't be so much different, which I love about them. And I wrote down one of my favorite quotes to describe their friendship. And it's a uh, Bender says, which is a classic line for him bite my shiny metal ass. Um, And Fry looking at his ass says, well, it doesn't look that shiny to me. And Bender looks back and says, shinier than yours, meat bag. (laughs) And I think that that perfectly describes their friendship. There are times when they try to kill each other. There are times when they hurt each other. um, But there are also times when you see that they always have each other's back and that they're there for each (laughs) other, love each other. They even do regular roomish stuff like watching a fucking soap opera, All My Circuits, which is a robot Soap opera um <laughs> and, and all the shit that goes on. I I love their friendship. I think they couldn't be more opposite, but I think that they play that part so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I absolutely loved them together. I mean, they actually started off trying to kill themselves. <laughs>
1: yes. They uh, met at a suicide booth. Did they not like a phone <laughs> booth for suicide?
0: <laughs> and Fry goes in. He's uh from the past. Uh, Cause it takes place in the year 3000. He uh, got Trapped in like a a cryo chamber in the year 2000. So he shows up and, and walks up thinking it's a phone booth, which is kind of funny because they're not even here anymore. It's not even t- right. t- 21 <laughs> years later. Uh, and... Bender, for some stupid reason, goes in and he's like, we'll save money. Puts in a, a quarter and then pulls it out. Just Even to though he's getting ready to
1: kill himself, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> Either like, would you like to kill yourself quickly and painlessly or slow and painful? And Fry goes, I'd like to make a collect call. Right? <laughs> goes, you have chosen slow and painful. Better like good choice. Oh, that was, they were, they were so much fun. I, I really liked them. I missed the show. I guess we'll move on to my number seven then.
1: All right. Let's, no, we don't get to take a drink. I'm going to take one anyway, actually, while,
0: <laughs> while you go. Fuck it. Why not? You guys don't have to. You're off the hook for this one. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley.
1: Oh, my God. On my list. On my list. Take another drink. Everyone Will Ferrell drink. and John C. Riley are on my list.
0: You're on the hook for this one. Yeah, you don't get away from that. That's so great. Um, so I'm going to do my best not to uh, step on your toes. We can talk. No, more about you're it. fine. Um, they've worked on seven movies together. Uh, not always starring, um, but one of their, uh, their big ones was uh, not big ones. One of their smaller ones was Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. So my number eight, um, I don't know how they got Will Ferrell on it, but John C. Riley was kind of a regular a while ago. Um, but Will Ferrell and John C. Riley have decent sized roles in their film. Um, Will Ferrell just kind of at the beginning and the end, but John C. Riley is heavily involved in the film. Um, but they, ha- <laughs> I was looking at it. Their highest rated movie was green team, which was just a short they made for Funnier die, which is Will Ferrell's comedy website. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of died away. But when I was doing research, they said they have not worked together since Holmes and Watson. That was two years ago.
1: My number six is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, which would have been my very next one that we're going to talk about. Oh, um,
0: if I, I knocked know down it one. was
1: so close. It was so close. <sighs> um, and you know, I was originally gonna put them for their roles on Step Brothers. I was going to call out the actors, but I said, fuck no, they're bigger than that.
0: Yeah. So then let's say everyone take a drink and we'll move on to Ryan's number six. I wonder what it could be. (laughs)
1: Right. Will Ferrell and John C.
0: (laughs) Riley. Just spit out my beer. So surprised.
1: (laughs) Um, But no, as I was just saying, I was going to have him down for Step Brothers, which is one of the most quotable, most hilarious movies of all time. And also, I mean, you just said Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights is another one of those phenomenal, quotable, funny movies. I catch myself a lot thinking, even if I don't say it out loud, (laughs) thinking about when they're praying at the table over the fast food um, to the (laughs) little tiny baby Jesus. Like, that shit just pops into my head all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, old man.
0: (laughs) The kids yell at their (laughs) grandpa. The fucking
1: kids are so... And Jane Lynch is in that, by the way.
0: Jane Lynch and uh, Gary Cole are in it. They both play Will Ferrell's parents, and both of them went to ISU. Which I was is where, about
1: to say, they both went to Illinois State University, which is where Ryan Fowkes and Greg Voss also met,
0: Right, also like,
1: attended, right, very cool, both,
0: and they're both his parents in that. Uh, one thing that's crazy, I just looked him up, uh, Gary Cole attended ISU with Laurie Metcalf and John Malkovich.
1: I knew John Malkovich, but I did not know Lori Metcalf went to ISU.
0: So I actually knew both of them went there, but I didn't know they went there at the same time. It says they were classmates. That's kind of awesome. There were a few other people who went there as well. Uh, I want to say Daryl from The Office was. He
1: did. Yes, Daryl Philbin. And I cannot, why can I not think of his real name? Also from Hot Tub Time Machine. Craig Craig Robinson. Robinson. Yes, Craig Robinson. That's what I thought. Um, so we had a pretty good Decent number of good I mean John Malkovich Holy fuck I mean he's one of like the Biggest deal stars of all time Right um, oh, But then also like geez. Jane Lynch And uh, um, I mean we had a pretty good Because the acting program's pretty decent um, We had a decent number of actors Even if they didn't stay And graduate from ISU Maybe they spent some time in undergrad And it's a lot of times It's a lot of the Chicago natives You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. will come down here because um, it's in the state I mean getting from bloomington to Chicago or vice versa is only a couple of hours to travel um, but we've had some pretty big name stars come through the school that uh you and I also attend
0: one thing that's actually super interesting is my brother just shared something um uh who's the girl from the off uh, uh, from a uh, community not Allison Bree
1: Britta, but I can't think of what her. Britta. Uh, so, yeah, Britta, actress, yeah. I name um, is,
0: yeah. She's in a movie called I Used to Go Here. It's coming out soon. Um, and she's like, I'm in. It's basically about her being an adult. Like, her life's kind of falling apart. She's in Chicago. Bear Down. And, bear Down. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she goes to Southern to talk about her book. But she, she doesn't go to Southern. Sorry. She goes to Carbondale. But in all of the ads, it just says Illinois University, not Illinois State, and not Southern Illinois University. And it has the ISU logo.
1: That's pretty cool. And I think we talked about uh, in our last two episodes ago how Poltergeist was also based in uh, at ISU. Not based, but they traveled down to ISU looking for experts. On paranormal activity
0: yeah i i don't i don't know where it was filmed um i actually recognized a few of the places she was at in the trailer she was off the the western brown line stop um you know i've been there a thousand times um there's so many places uh but that's where it was uh filmed at least and i would imagine they probably filmed either in Bloomington or Carbondale. I mean, I don't fully know because she says she's in Carbondale, but all of the logos are ISUs. You know, that was uh, my home away from home. I went there for five years, took a victory lap. Uh, everyone who uh, took a victory lap, take a drink because you knew how to party. Uh, especially like if you were like me who had to switch majors because an 18-year-old doesn't know what he fucking wants to do with the rest of his life.
1: Hell no. I switched majors too. I, you know, I don't know how anybody is expected to know fucking, it's not even 18 because you decide your junior year, basically. Yeah. You would have never guessed at 16 years old that I was going to be a data analyst at an insurance company. Who the fuck would have thought?
0: Everyone would have called. I would have been unemployed. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean,
1: I'll be (laughs) surprised when you do get a job, to be honest.
0: I, uh. I actually did hear back from the Chicago bears. They want me to reapply to the next job
1: as quarterback or
0: no, we got Nick Foles already. Big Dick, Nick, he's coming in, man. We do
1: got big Dick, Nick. Very excited. Very excited.
0: So I applied, uh, like the day I found out I was getting let go. I was actually still working at my job and, uh, they finally got back to me and I had applied to them years ago. um, And they they do not tell you no. They they literally just said, hey, we have too many people. We're not going to say no. But it meant they kept on me for so long that they said, hey, we are redoing what we consider our tech person. And so we're going to redo it, realign a few uh, positions, and then uh, please apply to that if you feel good. And I think what helped is that I have experience dealing with... Uh, football departments, because I worked for tech support for ISU and had to deal with their uh, football software. I also worked in that same job. Yes, that's actually how Ryan and I met. We were both yes, tech support for Illinois it State. Is.
1: Greg was actually, uh, maybe not my direct boss, but he was my superior. I think, I don't know what your title was like, uh, computer tech two or something, or maybe senior tech or
0: senior tech. Yeah. Senior tech. I was uh, lead tech for all intents and purposes. I didn't get the title. They didn't give it to me. And I fully believe they just knew that I would have taken it regardless, but I was the most senior at the time. And I was a lead tech.
1: So when I came in and I started working at this while I was attending classes, and it was great because the um, where we were stationed was in an, an academic building right across from my dorm where I lived. Greg was the person who trained me um, and worked together, and we would go because uh, we worked the early shift. So when we'd get off in the morning around 9, 45, 10 o'clock, we'd walk over to McDonald's and get some breakfast together, um, and that's really how this <laughs> podcast started 10 years later. Um who would have thought you know that almost 10 years later um that that work relationship would have turned into a friendship and would have turned into a successful podcast.
0: Yeah. We uh we really did a lot with uh just a little Anyway,
1: um, that was a huge digression. I don't even know where
0: we are. Uh my number 6. So everyone, I want to switching over beers a little bit before we move into mine. And oh. I just, Yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to this. This is from 1090 Brewery from Glenview, Illinois. Um, I like to buy local, and it's not just I want to support local, um, which, I mean, is always good, but uh, local, you get so many more options, usually. I mean, if I go to a Binnie's, you can get, like, anything from anywhere, but um, you're not just getting the big ones that make it all, all the way over here. Um, and this one is called Juice God, and it's got a picture of like an Osiris-type figure with a hops in one hand and the world in the other. Um, it's a hazy IPA, and this one, like the other one was good. This one's fucking great. This one is so good. I I love this one. Wow. Um, I, had, I don't think I've heard of them before, but um, I'm going to start buying more of their stuff now. Um, but my number six. <laughs> J K. That's right, know. J and K from Men in Black. Oh hell yeah! That the original trilogy, not that bullshit shit fuck that was number four. Um, I don't know why movie companies need to make that random fourth one like Indiana Jones and all this other stuff. Luckily Will Smith and Tom Lee Jones, who played the original two, um, were smart enough not to be in the, the newest one. I haven't even seen it, but I looked it up just to make sure. It's uh, not
1: that bad. It's they, not that bad.
0: Really? It I've was heard only it awful was, things about well, it.
1: Well, it was not as good as the original, but no, it was not that bad, to be honest. I just watched it actually recently, within the last probably six months or so. Um, it wasn't terrible.
0: Well, screw him for ruining it. Just a little bit more, uh, background. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, uh, was actually partially replaced by Josh Brolin in the third one. Um, and like as a younger version and Josh Brolin knocked it out of the park. He just does such a good Im- impersonation of Tommy Lee Jones. It's so funny. Um, but I didn't know Men in Black won an Academy Award for best makeup. I um, could see
1: that. It was pretty well done. The aliens were.
0: Yeah. Um, and they grossed the the first three. One billion six hundred and fifty five thousand two hundred and thirty-six sorry, dollars. For the first three. Um, And one of the reasons that maybe number four didn't do as hot was it had almost half the budget of number three. And then when you have massive stars like them, I mean, granted Josh Brolin, number three had a pretty big, you know, Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, But yeah, so it was like almost half. It was a little bit more, but not quite. It was like 110 and... 2.15 or some shit like that. But everyone, take a drink as we move on to Ryan's far inferior number five. Oh,
1: Greg, I broke a rule that I didn't know was the rule until you introduced the podcast. Uh Uh-oh. And this is the only time that I broke the rule, but when you said best duos, I didn't know that that was only people and this is the only one on my list that's not people but these are things what grilled cheese and tomato soup um nothing better than a nice warm cup or bowl of tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich and i just dipped that shit right in um i felt i think the flavors went well together and i know that these are not people um but i didn't know that that was the rule so i'm glad this is my only one that deviates from it. Um, But I just think that that combination together, I don't even know if I like grilled or tomato soup without grilled cheese, to be honest. I don't think I could just sit down and eat a bowl of tomato soup and enjoy it. If I did not have a grilled cheese,
0: I think it's one of those soups that are, um, it does count as a soup, but it's, it's in those like classic Campbell cans. Like you have these, Campbell cans um, where they have a very appetizing picture of the soup. And then there's like – and there there's so much more detail on it. And then there's the broths and things like that and the classic ones where it's a smaller can usually and it's not as detailed. And I think the tomato soup might be like that. But I feel like you either pair it with – um. Grilled cheese, or you use it as an addition to something. Like, you pour it for, like, uh Fuck, what's it called? Uh, Stuffed cabbage.
1: Mm.
0: Though that might be tomato paste. I made it only once, and I love stuffed cabbage. But then again, I'm, like, a quarter Polish, so...
1: But, yeah, I mean, I know that this one's a little... Unconventional compared to the others. And I put it this high on my list on purpose because I truly don't know if I would enjoy tomato soup at all without a grilled cheese, which made it a top five duo for me.
0: Hmm. Bad decision. But I'll allow it. Fuck off. What's your number five? Jay and Silent Bob.
1: Oh, that's a very good one. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> now, nah, fuck you. That's a great one.
0: <laughs> uh, portrayed by Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, Dale and Silent Bob are popular in what it's called the Skew Universe. Um, they've been in eleven films, including some offshoots that aren't even part of it, like Scream Three. They've been in seven different music videos. Uh, including because I got high by Afterman. I mean, oh yeah. They're mostly known for standing outside of a convenience store in the movie Clerks and uh, selling weed and smoking weed. Um, that fuck fuck mother mother fuck mother mother fuck fuck noise 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 smoking, smoking weed smoking weed doing coke drinking beers drinking beers beers beers, beers, beers rolling fatty smoking blunts. Who smokes blunts? We smoked blunts. <laughs> like uh, they're. They're very silly, very weird. Um, they were they're especially now a little controversial because they were definitely their, uh, humor was pretty homophobic back in the day, but this is also like early thousands. It was okay. Then doesn't excuse it. Um, they definitely did try to do their best to make up for it in the reboot, but the reboot wasn't as funny. Um, not because they didn't do homophobic jokes, but because Kevin Smith felt the need to insert his daughter into things. And, uh, don't be like will smith and try to insert your kid into films it worked in pursuit of happiness
1: <sighs> yeah well pursuit of happiness was good but that was not a movie for his kid that was a movie for him yeah. and his kid was it, also in it right
0: and then jane smith went all fucking weird with his tweets and then he they made like after earth and a few other things and yeah after earth was
1: fucking garbage no offense will smith i love you a lot it was fucking garbage
0: I, I describe Will Smith. He was that cool guy he used to party with, but now just so shows you pictures of his son at football practice. Yeah,
1: he and Adam Sandler are both the same way. I uh, and <laughs> I love Will Smith. I love Adam Sandler. Um, you, you just are not going to go back to where you were in the nineties. You know, sorry, well, but it's not going to happen.
0: Their shtick was being the young cool guy, right? And it just didn't work uh, when you're old. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith are hilarious. Uh, one of my favorites is Dogma, and Dogma's uh,
1: phenomenal. phenomenal Dogma.
0: If you haven't seen it, it's free on YouTube. And the reason that it's free was there's was a whole bunch of iffy things. So, like, I want to see it was made by like MGM or something. It was made by a company that was owned by Disney. And then, due to it having a very hardcore satire on the catholic church um disney's like we don't want this so then they gave the distribution rights to someone else and it like got in this whole mess but it was just at the start of like the 2000s and the distribution rights are completely fucked but due to legal documentation um there is no rights for um, online distribution services so, you cannot buy it on any of the online distribution services. It just doesn't exist. Um, so, you have to... So, people put it on YouTube, but there's no one to say take it down. Because no one has the the legal right to do that. It's like in a weird gray zone. Um, so, it's free. And um, one of the shticks was... Uh, Jason muse was a foul-mouthed... Uh, guy And uh, Silent Bob was... He rarely spoke. But when he spoke, it was usually something wise. And one of my uh, favorite lines was... in Clerks. He just goes, you know, there's a million fine-looking women in the world, dude. But mm-hmm. they don't all bring you lasagna at work. <laughs> Most of them just cheat on you. <laughs> um, and that was during like a whole crisis guy was having where like his ex came and she was like attractive and liked him but his current girlfriend was also there and she was super awesome so it was basically realized you have something really really good don't blow it with a maybe um but he would always say something insightful and that's why they're great
1: and kevin smith is a fucking he is the kind of guy who can recognize talent and pick up on it early um jason lee who you might know as earl from my name is earl but he Mm. was in most of kevin smith's big movies mall rats chasing amy dogma jane silent bob strike back jersey girl clerks two cop out um and and then of course he has tv series my name is earl he was Uh, in Alvin and the Chipmunks, a live action version of it. Oh Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith was definitely responsible for his success. A
0: hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. With
1: that. Yeah. Let's take a drink. As we move into, is this my number four already?
0: I think it is.
1: I guarantee this one's on your list. If it's not on your list, I'm going to be so surprised. Troy and Abed from Community. No. No, really? Oh, they were my favorite part of about this show. They are. They're
0: just higher yes. on my list.
1: Yes. Oh my God! Everybody, take a drink because it's mine and Greg's. This was hard mm. to put them down to number four. They were higher, and they worked their way down on my list.
0: They're so good. I mean, mm.
1: hands down, my favorite, favorite part about this show. Um, <laughs> so, of course, uh, Joe McHale is uh, a piece of shit who pretended to get his law degree um, and became a lawyer, a very successful hmm. one at that. Um, and anyway, he has to go back and get a degree before he's able to actually practice law. Um, so he goes back to a community college grant Greendale community college, and he's not interested at all in actually taking the, taking the courses and the tests. He just wants to get through it, uh, get his degree and move on so he can go back to his douchey lawyer life anyway. So he starts this study group in Spanish to try to pass Spanish because he really wants to fuck this girl, uh, that he saw in a Spanish class. So he invites her to this fake study group and other people actually show up. Um, but two of the people that show up. Are Troy, um, played by Donald Glover,
0: no. of course, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Childish Gambino, <laughs> um, and Abed, um, and I forget his name now. Remind me if you have his name. Uh,
0: Danny Pewdie.
1: Yes, Daniel Pewdie. Um, <laughs> and Daniel Pewdie is um, he's kind of quirky um maybe even a little bit on the spectrum he loves tv and movies and will oh quote he's them on the regularly. spectrum i'm
0: pretty sure he is like i think they explain it that he's on the spectrum yeah uh,
1: yeah so but they just become fucking best friends troy who's like this fucking football star from high school wannabe in in his community college um mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even want to
0: be. He was very good. He, he was, was good. Scholarships.
1: He was good, but he gave it all away. He was nervous and gave it all away and went to community mm. college. Um, and I'll bet who's this nerdy movie loving TV loving guy. And they just have this fucking phenomenal friendship to the point where um, at the end of every episode for several seasons until Donald Glover leaves the show, they had their own mini sketches at the end. Um, they even basically performed for a fake TV show, which I know, Greg, this is your ringtone on. Yes, your phone. it is. <laughs> Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they had basically a fake morning TV show that they would do together. Um, and they would have little skits, little sketches at the end of every episode. Um, not to mention, um, as Abed would go through his own mental trauma, Troy was always there to pull him out of it, even until Troy left the show at the very end. Um, and it was a phenomenal friendship and they understood each other. Like nobody understands each other. Um, one of the best TV friendships I've ever seen because they're so different from each other, but they're always there for each other. And that's a phenomenal show. Um, but their friendship is so great and I don't want to go too far in Greg. That's why I'm kind of leaving a high level Mm -hmm. because I know it's later on your list. Um, so we can talk about it again, but I hope that's a good, like overview, before we get into yours.
0: Uh, I just want to get one. Uh, on the count of three, let's do a Troy and Abbot in the morning. One, two.
1: Troy, Troy and, Abbot and Abbot in, in the morning. morning. <laughs> I love
0: them. I'll get to them on my own. Um, <sighs> my number four, Mulder and Scully. Oh,
1: X-Files. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. X-Files was like such a great show it was about you know these two agents uh and the fbi they were just like working uh and, and they they dealt with the supernatural and it aired from 93 to 2002 and then it got even got a reboot um but it was david Duchovny and, uh Gillian or gillian anderson um but they said a show called Kolchak, which took place in chicago uh, was a tremendous influence on creating the franchise, EX files uh, I've huh. never heard of Kolchak. It's a yeah, very no. old show, but basically it involves, like, the supernatural, and it's like a guy chasing down leads in Chicago. However, uh, when creating the characters, um, the creator, Chris Carter, sought to reverse uh, gender stereotypes by making Mulder the uh, believer in Scully a s- skeptic, which is kind of sad that like back in the day, they were like, well, the woman's the one who's going to think aliens are real. And the guy is going to have to keep her down to earth. Um, to be fair, it actually backfires a little bit because eventually like four seasons in when dealing with the shit ton of ghosts and aliens, you're like, all right, how are you a skeptic? Like, <laughs> You've seen enough. Um, like she just doesn't get it. Um, uh but Duchovny uh kind of left a little for seasons eight and nine he was an intermittent lead they had two uh film spin-offs but I mean with the exception of maybe Tim and Eric I can't think of a show that really was led by two people as much but like I mean Tim and Eric also are much smaller versus X-Files was huge. And, like, those were the only... Like, yeah, there were other recurring characters, but they were the two main characters throughout the, yeah, the series. They were just... Like, no other show I could could I think of where it's about those two. Even my next three have a huge supporting cast. But they were mm-hmm. partners, and they traveled the country, so it becomes hard to have recurring care Like, to have main characters. So, I mean... They probably deserve to be a little higher on my list, but this is an opinion episode. It is.
1: I can only think of one, Greg, and I don't think I'm stepping on your toes with this. Did you watch Supernatural? No. Okay. Sam and Dean Winchester, who was on my list originally and got bumped off early on, they are another similar where they are like two strong lead characters and everybody else is just like supporting character because they also travel. And it's very similar in the idea that like in the X-Files They travel to different locations To find uh, supernatural things And it's specifically aliens in the X-Files Supernatural extends it further than that Into like demons actually, and ghosts or whatever the, But
0: Actually that's the X-Files too The X-Files has the stereotypes For the aliens um, Because it centers around Mulder's belief That his um, sister was kidnapped By aliens oh, right. Um, but they are very heavy in uh, Extra things Monsters ghosts uh it's very heavy in that
1: yeah good to know anyway i didn't mean to <laughs> direct your yeah. flow but uh, that's the only yeah. one i can think of
0: so they are uh they're brothers right
1: they are their brothers on supernatural
0: yeah i think i saw the first episode well the first Man. season's
1: terrible it's cheesy and the writing's bad uh, but it gets way better after that
0: okay um, I would like to point out that obviously they're not as good of a two-person lead as uh, X Files, just because if you Google Supernatural, um, the seventh picture is the first one with only two people.
1: Yeah, well, and they were also number ten on my list before they got booted off, so they were the uh, lowest of the low yeah, on my list before like they got booted a, off. a
0: third person who has a uh, third or fourth person has a very big role like an fbi agent or some stuff just oh, like oh
1: okay yeah he's an angel probably castiel his name's Cass on the show um is probably also in there but anyway it doesn't matter they're not on the list we don't need
0: to talk about it should i check uh check the show out though
1: yes you should you should make it through watch season one it's not great give it until the end of season three if you still do not like it after the end of season three um Stop there because you're not going to like it for the rest of it. But absolutely check it out. 100% check it out.
0: All right. I'll give it a shot then. I guess. Are we moving into our top three? Yes. Everyone take a drink. As Ryan explains the rules.
1: I love the top three. So instead of taking a drink after every number... Uh, If you haven't listened by now, this is going to be new for you. You take a drink after every one. So I'll give my top three and we'll take a drink. And then Greg will hit his number three and we'll take a drink. All the way down, two drink, Greg's two drink, my one drink, Greg's number one drink. We need to drink the whole time. So pour another drink or crack another beer because you're going to need it as we move into our top three.
0: All right, Ryan, please.
1: My number three, three. Jim Halpert and Dwight Schrute from The Office.
0: Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say Jim and Pam, and I was going to virtually slap no, you. No,
1: Jim and Pam, I thought about putting on my list, but Jim and Dwight are so much better. So um, anyone who's seen The Office knows Jim Halpert and Dwight Schrute. Um, and while you might think early on that they're kind of rivals or enemies on the show, eventually it blossoms into the friendship in fact, Dwight, um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, many years old, so get over it. Dwight eventually gets married to Angela, and I count on the show, and, and asks Jim to be his bestest mensch, his best man, um, even though you think they're kind of rivals. Mm. But along the series, they pull many pranks on each other, um, which is one of the best part of their friendship. And I even in the very first episode, Jim... Puts Dwight Stapler in jello, which is one of the best <laughs> pranks. Um, and I even just think about throughout the series, there's even more. Um, there's an episode where Jim convinces Dwight um, that it's Friday instead of Thursday. Um, because he says I've never been late to work I've never shown up a day late never slept in and somehow he convinces them he's talking about like oh the bachelor was great last night or whatever like and convinces them that it's it's Friday instead of Thursday, and he actually misses his performance review. He creates a macro on his computer, so when he types the word Dwight, it shows up as diapers. Um, <laughs> I mean, he forwards—I I remember he forwards the, his Dwight's phone to— his own phone and answers it pretending to be dwight and then even forwards it to his cell phone so when dwight catches on and unplugs his phone he still gets on he answers the phone from his mom um he dresses up like dwight um in one of the funniest scenes which is one of the most quotable he shows up fully dressed jim does as dwight and looks at dwight and says what kind of bear is best and dwight says well there are two schools of thought and and jim says false black bear and (laughs) dwight says what are you doing and he says fact bears eat beets bears beats battlestar galactica and they go run off to uh, michael scott the manager's office at the same time i mean this just keeps going throughout the entire series he's constantly pranking him um But at the end, I mean, it turns out that they're, like, very good friends. Even throughout all this, which you don't get to see their friendship very often. But the fact that he asked him to be his best man in his wedding means he's always felt really close to him. You know, and you kind of just see a rivalry the whole time. So I just love their time on screen together. Um, I don't know that I've seen... This kind of work relationship with anybody, I absolutely love it.
0: Uh, the best prank is the snowman prank.
1: That's a very good one.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say uh, kind of the big thing with that is um, I actually had a, a very close friend who... My buddy Kevin, shout out. Shout out! I feel like he's been a hot minute since he had that. Um, who roomed with me my junior and senior year of college luckily uh because he's very smart he graduated on time uh <laughs>
1: no victory for kevin huh
0: actually yeah he uh roomed with our biggest fan ryan foreigner <laughs> uh, shout out shout out he knew i liked the office and then on my birthday one year he uh hid my tabasco i used to be a bland guy and just had Tabasco as my generic hot, hot sauce. I love Tabasco. I actually think that Chipotle is still really good. Um, but now I have like 30 different sauces. Uh, but he, he uh, put my hot, hot sauce, my uh, Tabasco, in Jell-O.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> also, of course, when someone says what kind of Baron is best, the correct answer is Chicago or Khalil Mac.
1: Cole Elmac is the best
0: bear. Yes, he's a fucking stud, dude. What a, a beast fucking of a human monster!
1: Being. A fucking monster.
0: On the field, yes, but he's a sweetheart in real life. He's supposed to be just absolute joy to work with.
1: I love that. I love to hear that. <sighs> well, shit. We should take a drink while we move into mm-hmm. your number
0: three. Troy and David in the morning. Ah. As we discussed earlier, that is my ringtone. Troy and Abed have one of the best. I want to start getting into it, and I don't think it is homophobic, so uh, don't hate me for it, Uh, but the term bromance, um, but it's just a friendship where people are extremely, extremely close. You can be friends and express your emotions. And uh, my next three on the list, including Troy and Abed, it's about close friends who are Happy to express emotions. Now, uh, Troy and Ovid, as we had previously explained, are portrayed by Dan- uh, Donald Glover and Danny Pudy. Um Some of the great things about them is they had like a little secret handshake where they would. Uh,
1: oh, yes.
0: <laughs> they would do a side high five while hitting their chest. Um, they uh, made blanket forts together. And one of the, the best thing is Abed, uh, who I think they might have even said that he had autism. I might be wrong on that. Um, but he, uh, found it very difficult to express emotions. Troy was incredibly over emotional. There is an episode where they have the freaky Friday and they act like they switch bodies. Yes. And then, uh. Abed acting as Troy breaks up with Troy's girlfriend just because emotionless. He's not emotionless, but like someone unable to express emotion as well. It's easier for him. And I mean, they go through so much. In fact, their friendship is so good. I only went up until Troy left. And I haven't continued. I'm I'm afraid to. I've heard that it gets good. One of my favorites though, was they had a, an episode where they fell apart and it was a pillow and blanket Fort, no, it's a a blanket. Yeah, Pillow and Blanket Fort. The name of the episode was Pillows and Blankets. It was a Civil War documentary mocking the completely famous, amazing Ken Burns documentaries. If you haven't, look up Ken Burns documentaries. You've probably seen one at least once, especially if you're a little older and you remember when the History Channel was about history. Uh Phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. Documentarian, I think is the correct term. But they spoof it. And um, one side has blankets because they want to build the biggest blanket fort. They just want to make a good blanket fort. And the other one is willing to add pillows because it lets them make a world record. But the other person believes it undermines the integrity of what a blanket fort should be. And oh, such a good one! Uh, they that's one of the few times they really kind of come to blows. But they're also a big fan of Doctor Space Time or Professor Space Time, which is a spoof of Doctor Doctor Who, who just, right? And I mean Abed like is kidnapped, but he he's calm the entire time because he knows that Troy would be one of the few people who. Uh, could rescue him which actually the guy who kidnaps him was bumped off my list i had a massive list beforehand so it doesn't mean much but there's a british version of like tim and eric they're not as absurd but they play every character and it's a shorter blonder guy and a taller dark-haired guy but uh the blonder guy was the uh guy kidnapped i bet in that episode but yes
1: at the dog or at the uh space-time convention right is that when he kidnapped yeah right right right
0: They made uh, "Come Fly with Me" and uh, "Little Britain," and then "Little Britain USA" when it got brought in by HBO. They're they're really funny. Look them up. But I digress. Take a drink, and we'll uh, see what the fuck Ryan has to offer for his pathetic number two
1: fuck you oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> is what you should have oh really boy, said oh
0: boy oh boy i can't wait to hear ryan's number two <laughs> happy now
1: uh yeah i am a fucking ecstatic thanks greg <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number two is from a video game master chief and cortana from the halo series
0: mr chef and cortagano yeah
1: fuck off um Halo is one of my favorite game series of all times. In fact, if we have a video game episode, I don't even care what the topic is. If it's related to video games at all, Halo's going to make it onto my list. Um, Master Chief John, uh, Master Chief Petty Officer 117 was the lead character of this game series. And Cortana was the AI that he had attached to his uh, in-game armor. Um, to In guide fact, him this mission
0: uh, That's the reason that Microsoft has Cortana as Their um, their Version of like their AI Like Great their point. Siri or their like Alexa. Their
1: search, Yeah like their Siri Alexa is based on Cortana And has the same voice as Cortana same From name. the Halo games Yeah same name and voice very cool good point um, But their Relationship so even though she's an AI And the AI is based uh, if, you, if you follow the Halo lore at all Um, is based on Dr. Halsey, who was the person um, who kind of spearheaded the project that brought John um, and other Spartans in game to become the the super soldiers that they are. Um, Based on her, um, had very similar look like her, had the same voice as her. Um, and, And even later on in the game, she like starts to become... Corrupted because AI only lasts for like I don't know seven years, ten years before they start to, um, their code becomes corrupted. And I think even the fourth game, Halo 4, maybe, might have been based around the fact that he was like doing everything he could, like to save her from that. But anyway, she's there the I whole think that time.
0: 2005, too.
1: I think it's at the end of Halo 4. Um, that he even gets to have a conversation with her full time before he says he's going to let her go. But I think you're right that I think she makes it back somehow for Halo 5. And they probably could have ended it. Um, and no offense to the Halo series, but after Halo 3, they kind of went downhill um, from there. But um, I digress. I think that the Master Chief and Cortana relationship was one of the strongest that I've ever seen. And it was not a video game. Um, which the Halo series, at least the original trilogy, had one of the strongest storylines I've ever seen in a video game, hands down.
0: The one uh, one of the ones that got bumped off my list, another Halo great, sorry, another Xbox great, Marcus Phoenix and Dom.
1: Oh, Gears of War.
0: Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it felt more human because they were the, like, the most masculine Jack dudes. But one dude is looking for his life that was... His wife that was taken by monsters. Like the villains in the, the game. And... They don't show much emotion. And I mean... In number three, it comes to a like a big head. And it's, it's not even at the end of the game. But it feels like the climax. Like when it happens. It's just so raw and great i their brotherhood was huge because it starts the first game starts with marcus in prison and then dom tosses him a shotgun saying like all the rules are out the window um because of the invasion so good that's another one that after three shit is fucking stopped
1: yeah, they made, like, another four games after that. But anyway, the point I was going to make is, like, uh, um, I've never served in the military. Um, and thank you to the people who have. For real, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But I, you also see that for people that did serve in the military, that the people that you serve with become, like, family to you and brothers to you. And I feel like they really very well represented that in Gears of War.
0: Oh, I, I definitely agree. It was... I love those games. The first three. If they remastered those, because I know they remastered the first. If they remastered uh, the first three for the next Xbox, that would get me to buy it. Strictly for that.
1: Oh, shit. I bought it anyway, and I haven't even played like Judgment Day. I own it. I haven't played it, but I still own it just because the series was so fucking phenomenal.
0: Granted, that was a a prequel uh, involving Damien and the Coltrane, baby. Coltrane which uh Coltrane uh if we ever do a favorite commercial or Super Bowl commercials Coltrane is in my favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time Terry Tate the office linebacker love him love him love him those are the best commercials I've ever seen um but we'll go to my number two which
1: well hey hey let's uh let's take a drink first
0: Oh my gosh, you are so right Everyone take a drink As we move on to my glorious, amazing, sexy number two Can we
1: apologize, by the way, for last week Where we missed the drinks like fucking 50% or more of the time Um, (laughs) We drank a lot last episode So we missed uh, (laughs) telling everybody to take a drink Um, Even though uh, I was drinking White Claw, I'm pretty sure Last episode uh, Apparently we were too... Um, into the drinking part of the game, uh, to tell everybody else to drink. So apologize for that. But anyway, everybody took their drink and now we'll move into Greg's number two,
0: but everyone, uh, cheers to you. If you, uh, remember to drink anyway, despite it's not saying
1: hell yeah. yep. And in fact, if, uh, if you didn't remember to drink the whole time, why don't you come right on our Twitter and say asparagus. Because we yes. want to see those dedicated listeners and followers. And in fact, if you come and write asparagus on our Facebook page, I personally will give you a special prize.
0: And I personally will give you a shout out.
1: Yeah, Greg can give you a shout out, but I'll also give you something that's worth something. Meth. Well, crack.
0: <laughs> yeah. but yeah uh better than
1: meth better than crack come write asparagus on our twitter page you're getting something great
0: you're getting uh an actual item and you're getting a shout out so uh (laughs) as we milk you for all your likes are worth just kidding we actually love you all like we are super appreciative but my number two jd and turk From Scrubs. Oh, my God. How did I miss this? You want to talk about
1: bromance? Fuck.
0: I'm I'm a little disappointed, but that's fine. Oh, my God. Uh, Played by Zach Braff and Donald Faison. They are best friends in real life. I mean, they just give each other so much nicknames they they became the world's tallest doctor where (laughs) they on each other's shoulders to just dress up um they had a song called guy love and it's guy love it's love between two guys and it's about just how you can love your friends it was like um it was about avoiding the stereotypical approach, which we kind of talked about with um, Gears of War, where it's if you're a masculine dude, you hide your feelings and you can be best friends, but you don't show it. Um, The writers made him like super, like, I love you, chocolate bear. And he says things like that. And just, they give him hugs. They voice their opinions. They don't mind. (laughs) There is a little joke though, where they um, were a trio and they have a flashback. There's a third person. And he got like kidnapped and killed or some shit. It was kind of weird. Um, but uh, they, they both lasted through most of the series. Uh, season 9 was a fucking train wreck.
1: Yeah. Um, they tried to switch directions like they thought they could keep it going. But it was done. Just be done if you're done.
0: Yeah. Um, if you go back and look at season nine though the cast was great uh they kept some of the people but they uh one of the people was from an amazing show that also took place in chicago called sirens about emergency units in chicago and it's a comedy so funny only lasted like all of two seasons but it was on netflix last i checked um tiger from future man future man i believe was in it as well i Mm -hmm. think she might have been the like one of the main ones um a uh, very very good show, but Turk and JD they they both appeared in the pilot, both appeared in the finale, and I mean they had the just the best. One of my favorites though is when they like compete a bit and they're they're on a little different like pages. So Turk and Carla, who later became his wife, I don't think at the time they were married, but they had been dating for a while. And uh, J.D. was dating someone super hot, like Mandy Moore, I think it might have been. And they do an arm wrestling and he purposely loses and goes, oh, I lose. And then it's Turk, who's a surgeon who's described as a jock of the doctor world, just like slams his wife's hand on the table and goes, do you see what you get, Carla? <laughs> do you see what you get when you mess with the warrior? <laughs> uh, it's, it's just so funny because they're so different but they're so great and out of all the, the best friends they're like, maybe they're not the most different because Troy and Abbott are pretty out there because one's a jock and the other one is like a nerdy autistic guy um, but JD and Turk are amazing, so good.
1: Can we, if we're going to talk about Scrubs, can we talk about one of the most underrated side characters of all time?
0: Dr. Cox.
1: Dr. Cox was good, but that's not who I'm talking about. The janitor, Neil Flynn.
0: Yeah, no, he, he was, uh, he wasn't even supposed to be a, uh, Like, a a big character. He wound up ad-libbing a bunch of his lines, and they loved him for it. And they were
1: phenomenal. He was a fucking riot. And he went on to, well, and he had done, like, some minor things before that. But Scrubs, like, he fucking made his own. You know what I mean? On Scrubs. Like, he came up with his own lines. He did. He ad-libbed a bunch of shit, and he was a fucking riot the whole time. But he went on to be a main character on that show, The Middle, which I never really got into. Yeah,
0: I actually like it. Um, But he's also, um, he was also born in Chicago. So, you know, you got that.
1: I did not know that he was born in Chicago. But no, I fucking, I loved him. If I were to do like uh, my favorite um, insignificant characters, I guess, I don't even know what you would call that podcast. He would absolutely be on that list.
0: So a few things about him. Um, I actually remember him a lot as a, uh, the, the dad in Mean Girls, where he's like, oh, uh, are they not allowed out when they're grounded? He was <laughs> like, didn't know. Um, yes. <laughs> he was also, uh, in the movie, The Fugitive, which also takes place in Chicago. And he was a Chicago cop who was killed by the one armed man. Um, you know, uh. They do a lot Whoa, 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 hold on, hold up So, I mean, obviously you get Chicagoans to play Chicagoans Because, you know, we're the best of the best But he was in Home Alone 3 What the fuck? Who was he in Home Alone 3? As Nick Jantz, Tony Macus Jr. And James was, Chimson oh, Was he, he was a, a cop? Yeah, he was a regular cop
1: He plays uh, a lot of cops He's And in fact, that's yeah. the joke they made on Scrubs Because he was like a fucking uh, cop or security guard in a movie that JD's like, wait, isn't that the janitor? Like they made a joke about it. And I forget what movie they were watching. But uh, Neil Flynn has been several cops slash security guards for several movies leading up to that role. So they made a joke about it.
0: Okay. We are not allowed to uh, like him now, though, because he uh, moved to Waukegan and then went to Bradley.
1: Oh fuck Bradley! Fuck Bradley or Buck Bradley. Buck that Fradley. That is
0: ISU's uh, rival, so we are not uh, too uh, hot on Bradley. But hey, Neil Flynn, you're always you're an honorary Redbird in our book. Uh, but he is only six five. Only six five.
1: That's still pretty fucking tall. Come on.
0: No, but in Scrubs, he looks like he's six seven. Six, yeah,
1: eight. he looks like a big motherfucker. Uh, maybe Zach Braff is kind of short. Who knows?
0: Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Neil Flynn, out of anyone we've talked about, you 100% deserve to be on Big Drunk List.
1: He might be the biggest motherfucker we've talked about on here.
0: Uh, We talked about Andre the Giant.
1: We did talk about Andre the Giant. I was just thinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, Andre the Giant's a legend. He is more deserving of Big Drunk List than we are. Um, But absolutely. Oh, he was at the Steppenwolf. Yes, and Goodman, man, I love looking up Chicagoans. Um, but <laughs> hey, do you like Chicago, Greg?
1: Because I had no idea from the previous <laughs> Not twelve <really>. episodes <laughs> that we've done.
0: <laughs> but Neil Flynn, if you would uh, like to be a part of it, just have a few drinks with us. Oh God, I would, I would be honored.
1: Neil, I'm going to send you a DM tonight.
0: Uh, and <laughs> hey, we'll will get blocked And tomorrow. <laughs> you'll
1: probably fucking hate it Hate us for it But I'm going to send you one and say I would love to have you on the podcast We want you on here You can be our first guest I would love that And I
0: love you Everyone take a drink <laughs> As we move on to Ryan's Number one in quotes. Number one Greg my number one
1: Greg Voss and Ryan Foulkes, the hosts of A Big Drunk List.
0: Really? Yes. I had us, but I figured more a trio with Raul Lowe. Oh! (laughs) Literally, literally, if you did not say that, that was going to be my number one joke. I had that ready to lead in. I'm not even kidding. I was going to say, I was going to have us as number one, but we're a trio with Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so close. Damn that it. Oh, is damn it. So funny.
1: I just want to say, and this will not be long, but on behalf of myself, and I am sure all of our many, many listeners across multiple countries and multiple states in the U.S.,
0: multiple continents.
1: Multiple continents. Uh, y- you are my favorite partner right now, live on anything that's going on. So everything on our list Ooh. is done. Um, with the exception of maybe family guys still airing, but it's not as good as it used to be.
0: Um, that's true. We're the ongoing.
1: But most of the shows and movies we talked about, I mean, maybe Will Ferrell and John C. Riley will continue to make Mm -hmm. things, but we are still active now. And Tim and Eric. But we are active right now. Um, And this duo, I think, plays off each other so well. Um, Greg's kind of a fuck, if I'm being honest. Um, But
0: I'm a lovable fuck. uh... Well, that's not what my girlfriends say. They say I'm like, Inadequate at best. But yeah, you know.
1: I give you a solid four out of ten. But the, but Ryan, mathematically,
0: that's a seventy-five percent.
1: Ah, you're also bad at math. Good thing you changed your. I major. have a math
0: minor, so you know, what you have to, whatever I say, you have to take his word. Good thing
1: I... you also changed majors because you're a bad podcast host and a bad mathematician. But anyway, I just wanted to say, I have loved (laughs) this podcast so much. Um, It's my favorite thing every week to look forward to when we do this. Um, And I'm so glad we got to do duos. So so I could say here before we sell out, because we will, by the way, sell out for any major uh, media corporation or production company that wants to pick up big drunk lists. Um, looking at you, Disney. Whoever wants to pick it up, um, we will sell out. But before we sell out, uh, this has been one of my uh, favorite things I've ever done, hands down.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it, it really does mean a lot to me. I uh, The reason I didn't put it down was obviously the trio joke. Um, but at the same time, it was one of my few first acts of non-egotism. I think this might be the fourth, maybe fifth, uh, fourth probably, time I, I didn't put myself before everyone else. Uh, the other time was when I didn't kick that cat.
1: Oh, poor cat. Okay,
0: so it's number two. No, just kidding. I would never <laughs> have a cat. I love, <laughs> My I cat, love
1: Pancake? Right. Oh, Fuck hell you. no.
0: Your cat is so cute.
1: She's phenomenal.
0: Um, yeah, no, this is one of the first times I... Uh, let others come before me but I really love what we do uh, I love the feedback seriously when people reach out I love it when you reach out on Twitter because it gives us more recognition gives us more uh, viewability but when you reach out personally it really kind of means that like you also care And um, to those who do both you're rock stars Then I love you how yeah. um, after that, beautiful. and mushy. Let's get back to that toxic masculinity. Everyone cleanse your palate. God, I wish we ended with that one, but Sean and Gus. Portrayed by James Orday on Dulé Hill. In psych. Uh, One of the best things is that Sean always has a nickname for Gus, and he gives him, like, so many. And I have a list here I'm going to read off. Um, uh, One of my favorite scenes, though, is... So he always gives Gus a nickname. You're like, I'm Sean Spencer, and this is my partner. And he'll give him a fake one. But there's an episode where they talk to a convicted killer or a suspected killer, and he gives himself a nickname and then gives uh, Gus... (laughs) <laughs> the uh the real name but uh here are some of the uh, the nicknames felicia fancybottom obelting jenkins <laughs> lavender gooms galileo humpkins <laughs> lemongrass Gogaloop, hummingbird saltomalachia trabezesius milkington hullaback atcha gee Snaps, aka the heater clementine woolly socks <laughs> Suggs, immaculate conception flapjack pondale I mean, they just have so many. Um, they were on a show called American Duos uh, where it's just a spoof of American Idol. Um, and by the fact that they're on a show called Duos, like, fits so well with this podcast, they did Shout by Tears of Fear. Um, they had multiple combination catchphrases, including, what? Where they'd both say that and uh, when they would say that a lot of times they would fist bump, but they would use the across the body fist bump. So like it was like a much more like both like one person was right handed and one person was left handed. You would go across the body. Um uh they would say, You got that right. Uh they had a, a an episode with a they had a taco flashback about all their favorite times eating taco from a certain taco truck. Um but then uh, there was even where uh, whenever Gus, who was the much more sane, much more realistic person, Sean would be like, oh, don't be a – and then he has a whole list of them. I actually have a link to list of uh, don't be as" from Gus, and it's a don't be exactly half of an 11-pound Black Forest hand. Gus, don't be Harry Potter <laughs> and the Prisoner of Marzipan. Gus, don't be your jury summons that it accidentally threw away last month along with something called a (laughs) W-2. But one thing that really happens is they're both captured by a serial killer. And Gus says this, and I love it. I don't blame you, Sean. I want you to know that if I had a chance to do it all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. You're my best friend, and we got a chance to live out our childhood dreams. I don't blame you, okay? And I'm sorry if I couldn't always cut loose the way you wanted me to. Oh, it, uh, They were just, they were so great. And um, out of a lot of these, they were one of the few that actually made it all the way through. Um, JD and Turk, the ninth season, they weren't as uh, popular. Uh, Jim and Dwight actually made it all the way through. All the but way then through, yeah. Troy and Abed, they didn't. Mother Troy and Scully, yep. eight to nine uh jay and silent bob uh there's been a few where they didn't because uh jay had a drug addiction um, right
1: ryan, ryan and greg only made it to the end of this episode
0: <laughs> tim and eric they each have their own but like there's something about that that i just always laugh at i always love they have um a, a more realistic contradiction Where, like, if someone couldn't display emotions and the other person could, like, they would bump heads a lot more. Sean and Gus, one's just more serious and the other one's more laid back. And that's it. It's, but they've known each other since childhood. It's not like they met on a college campus. On a college campus, you're going to butt heads. You're going to hate each other. Uh, But Sean and Gus were great. Absolutely. And they're my favorite duo.
1: I still have not seen, Psyche. But you've talked about it now on multiple episodes, so I wish I could add more to this. Because I love that it's your number one, and you've made this recommendation to me more than once.
0: It's on Amazon Prime, I think.
1: I'm going to watch it. I'm going to start it tonight after this, actually.
0: I know. You know. uh, Another cool thing about that is their... um opening which is super fucking catchy I might restart it here soon um their opening is stupid fucking catchy and the creator of the show his band like wrote it Like they have like a a fun band and they wrote it and it's so fucking good that's a cool fact because the plot of the show is basically a guy um is super super observant he's just he just notices everything um because his dad was a cop and just like raised him to do it and so he's he could pick up every little detail instantaneously as a photographic memory so that's what kind of helps he basically makes a living by just watching tv and then calling in tips he gets caught and they're like, well, how do you know so much? you got to be committing these crimes. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm psychic. And then has to put on a facade that he's psychic. So he does funny things to act like he's getting a, a vision. But in truth, he's just realizing things he, he saw later. It also saw uh, starred Timothy Munson, who we had talked about previously in an episode called uh, an episode. I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about previously he was in Gallivant. Which was a musical, I don't even remember what episode it was, but we talked about it.
1: Yeah, it does sound familiar, but you're right. <laughs> I don't know which episode it was. Maybe it was the TV characters.
0: I don't remember which one. I could probably pull up my uh, TV, show, uh, TV show episode one, but um, absolutely fantastic. I mean... The show was great. One of my favorite comedies of all time. They've had two movies or the second one's about to come out. It's I love it. I absolutely love, love, love that show.
1: Oh, that was this was a good list. Greg, can we take a drink for how fun this one was? You know what?
0: I say let's.
1: Thank you for finally letting me have something on the show is this drink
0: don't get used to it
1: well yeah i know i'm kind of the uh, pawn of this and greg's the king and the queen and the rook
0: and the the pawn
1: i got no place on this shit yeah i know. <laughs> i'm the timer that you hit when you've made your move that i still don't understand about chess uh, but anyway greg why don't you close us up with some of your closing thoughts
0: well, this was actually a really fun episode. Um, not as educational as I would have liked, but still very educational. Um, but that's what you get for listening to a uh, podcast about opinions and drinking. It was a lot of fun. And uh, please follow us on at Big Drunk Lists or on Pornhub. We don't have a any account there, but feel free to look us up.
1: Well, I do, but I won't <laughs> share it on here, right? <laughs> Deuces, Bruce's. Deuces, Bruce's.